You're listening to episode number three of Soul Roadmap. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hi there. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. She and I have a far-ranging conversation. I could have talked to her all day long. What she had to say was fascinating to me, and I hope it'll be as fascinating to you, too. One of the topics we talk about is something that I think a lot of us can relate to. She discovered that even though she had everything she was taught that she was supposed to have, the great job, the house, the car, she had to learn to trust herself and trust that her intuition was telling her what she needed to do. Raise your hand if you can relate. Whether you're someone who believes in intuition or not, or is an entrepreneur or not, I highly suggest you listen to this episode because we talk about some concepts that have been highly impactful to people she's coached, creating real monetary results for her clients. But before I tell you more about her, I want to tell you about the giveaway happening right now. During the week of May 31st to June 6th, I am launching Soul Roadmap with a bang. I mean, giveaways, including the opportunity to be selected to win a grand prize, eight-week coaching package with me, as well as be entered into a random drawing for some life-changing books. The sooner you go to the show notes and get involved, the more opportunities you'll have to win. I'm going to post everything you need to know in the show notes, so go there right now or right after this podcast at dinacataldo.com forward slash episode three. All right, now let me tell you more about our guest. Candace Thomas is an intuitive advisor for entrepreneurs, artists, and leaders who feel called to make an impact in the world doing the work they love. She shows them how to use their own intuition to attract the partnerships, the clients, and opportunities that help them consistently increase their business income, know exactly what to pitch to studio executives to get projects developed, and even heal and strengthen relationships between partners, family, and friends. Candace believes that every person has the ability to create the life they desire. Her passion is showing them how. In this podcast, we go deep into topics you may be skeptical about, and it may even make you a little uncomfortable. You're going to hear words like psychic and medium, but don't let those words fool you. Candace is a top-notch, results-oriented coach who uses her talents to create real results for them. Some of these concepts may fall into the realm of quote-unquote magic, right? But she talks about their real-world implications, even if we might be muggles. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know what I'm talking about. She tells us how we can cultivate our intuition and at the end, walks us through a process for developing our intuition even further. So let's dive into the interview. Hi, how are you doing today, Candace? I am doing great, Dina. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. I'm really appreciative um, that you're here with me today because when we um, connected on Impacting Millions, which is uh, the group that we're both a part of right now, I was fascinated by you. I went to your website and I saw that not only do you have a um, incredibly practical side, but you also have a woo-woo side to you. Yes. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to me because, uh, I'm a very practical person. 
I am all about what I can see. I like to get to the point. But over the years, I have seen a really big impact in my life on getting in touch with some of these what might be considered woo-woo in some circles. Right. So um, the first thing that popped uh, to me when I saw your website is that you were a supervisor and a financial analyst in the federal government. Yes, I worked in the federal government for 15 years total. And then at some point, while you were working for the federal government, you came into touch with or reconnected with an intuitive side. Uh, can you explain a little bit about how that came about? Yes, and I, I, I find it so interesting that you said came into touch with my intuitive side because I feel like I got the sledgehammer of intuition. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a nice, gentle, uh, beautiful experience for me. So when I was working for the federal government, I actually started out as an accountant and I was 10 years into my federal career when uh, I, my intuitive gifts really developed and awakened. And what was happening in that environment is people in my agency were working so hard. Our accounting services had centralized to a state, to, to New Mexico. And that meant that people were pretty much told from all across the United States where people were working for this agency, you either move to New Mexico or you're fired. And Ooh. it was a very stressful, high tense situation. It had to be done because we needed to be more efficient with taxpayer dollars and taxpayer money. But of course, when you're doing something like that and really changing a whole system, there are going to be mistakes. There are going to be gaps, things that are overlooked. So you already have people who are super upset with the circumstances. And then because there were gaps in some of the systems that we created, our bosses, bosses, bosses were being called to carpet by Congress. You know, they're getting asked by Senate, what's going on with your accounting here? And then those people are coming back to us and saying, what's happening? Work harder. Yet we were understaffed and it was, it was crazy. So it was a high tense, high stress environment. And I naively thought, hey, I'm going to apply for this job and then I'm going to feel better about my life and different things going on. So I applied for and I got promoted. I was about 27 years old. I got promoted to a GS-13. I don't know if anyone's familiar with government agencies. But that's pretty young. It's pretty young to be promoted at that high level. Like a couple grades up from a GS-13 is when you start getting appointed by Congress. Wow. When that happened and, and I started getting sick at work, I started feeling very tired. I started feeling very heavy, overwhelmed, uh, really like there was sand filling my body from head to toe. It was so heavy. And it would only happen when I was at work. And so when I say getting sick, I would literally get feel nausea and then I'd have to throw up. And then when I got home from work, I'd be fine. Uh, at, during that time, even though typically government employees get weekends off, we were working most weekends. But on days when I didn't have to go to the office, I'm, I'm totally fine. And so I didn't know what was happening to me other than this is a really stressful environment. And I, something popped in my mind that said, instead of seeing a doctor, go see a psychic. It was the first time I'd ever been to psychics. And there were two of them at the same time. And they told me, oh, what's happening is you're psychic yourself and you're absorbing everyone's energy, wow. which is called, yeah, being empathic. And I see a lot of people using that word. So being empathic means that you just feel, you pick up on the feelings that other people have around you. So here in this high stress 
like high, it was so intense on an emotional level for people and then physically with the work and then everything else added onto it. I was taking all of that into my body and it was affecting me. So one of the things that the psychics had told me, uh, and I thought they were crazy at the time, like I didn't really (laughs) believe it because I'd been taught psychic is you see dead people, (laughs) like the sixth (laughs) sense, and I never did. Or you know everything, and I I never did, though I did have this incredible knack for understanding exactly what a person needed, and I could solve problems. I had a, a knack for I could see the big picture, and then I could understand how to get a person from point A to point B, which is why I worked really hard and was able to get promoted the way that I did, because I really did stand out. And that was because of my intuition, though I didn't know what it was at the time. I just thought I was brilliant, which, you know, kind of, kind of <laughs> Maybe true. Maybe you are, you know, <laughs> kind of true, but not the, not the whole truth. It was definitely this intuitive ability. So I, I studied meditation I started taking classes and workshops. And then I really did start having these experiences and came to the realization, oh, holy crap, I am psychic. And I was really resistant to the, the terms intuitive, psychic, like I was so resistant because I already felt like a weirdo, been a weirdo <laughs> all my life. This is like one more weird thing. And I fought it. It was like, I'm just going to do everything else. So while working at my federal job, I studied hypnosis. I studied regular coaching. I studied all sorts of stuff. And then whoa, it just came. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you here. So let's yes. back up a little bit. So you go to a psychic and it just kind of popped into your head to go there. Was there mm-hmm. a reason that that just kind of popped up? Do you remember? It just popped in my head and uh, I had gotten very specifically, I will never forget the day because I had gotten super sick and I was home from work and watching television. And there were these ladies called the psychic twins, Terry and Linda Jameson, and they were on a talk show and just something in me was like, yeah, I need to ask them what's going on with my life because emotionally didn't want to be an accountant. Uh, I hated my job. I loved the people. They were hardworking, but I hated the work. I felt like it was toxic. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself and it was making me ill. And so one of the reasons why I sought them out is, oh, well, maybe they can tell me what I should do as a career. So that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. So then when they told you you were an empath and you were absorbing some of this toxicity that was happening at work, your your first reaction was to resist, right? That I could take, but I didn't okay. take the part where they said because you're psychic. I didn't I didn't like the connection ah. between empathy as a form of psychic or intuitive ability. That part I was like, eh, eh, wrong. I like I don't understand what so you're talking maybe- about. Maybe that could, can you explain like a definition of being psychic? Yeah. So you'll hear me and I use it interchangeably, but that's like, that's just because the word psychic triggers people. Uh, Yeah. And so I will tend to (laughs) use the word intuitive. So my definition of intuitive, it's, you know, something you've received information for no logical reason other than you're intuitive. So it's the people when you walk into a room and you meet someone, you're like, uh, this person is not in my highest and best. And how did you know that? Just a feeling mm. that you had, it's information, just a knowing that you had. Uh, maybe it was an image that popped into your awareness, so a thought that popped across your mind and spoke to you in some kind of a way. That's intuitive intuition. Psychic is psychic uses your intuition. I feel like psychic ability 
And when I talk about intuition, I mean with intention. So to me, psychic ability is more you're with intention going to get information. You're trying to get an understanding rather than being passive and receiving. Because a lot of times I hear from people where they say, Candace, yeah, like you won't, you won't believe me. This weird thing happened where out of the blue, something came to me and I just knew to say yes to this deal and, and made thousands of dollars. Or I knew not to say yes to this guy, even though it seemed like it was great. And then it turns out he was a total scam artist. And then they say, they follow up with that. They'll follow up with, how do I do that on purpose? Because it seems to pop in at random. Right. And I would say the randomness is more intuitive, reactionary, but really using it with intention, I feel is more psychic, even though that's a trigger, a trigger word for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, most times, at least with me personally, you say the word psychic and I automatically like start questioning things. Right. Like, right. Psychic, really? (laughs) You know? Right. Um, But when you say intuitive. Free psychic reading. Yeah. You think of all the 900 numbers and all that stuff that goes like how much money do you want from me exactly Um, (laughs) but when you say intuitive to me that's more accessible because I I think personally I think we all have some intuitive ability like that feeling that sixth sense is that kind of how you would define that yeah and uh absolutely we all have this ability to connect in with this to me it's just information there's all this information inside of us all around us, information that we can connect to and specific, like specifically tailored information just for us that can guide us in the direction that we want to go. Absolutely. And I'm excited today because we're going to talk a little bit about how you can teach us to cultivate that intuition. Um, But first I want to wrap around to how you got into meditation because that's another, uh, at least the people that I'm around, I'm around a lot of lawyers And you say the word meditation around them and they kind of look at you sideways. So how, um, how did you get into meditation? What prompted you to kind of go in that direction? Uh, the psychics that talked to me were so accurate about so many things. Like they knew the name of my cat and I wasn't on Facebook. It wasn't like I was telling people the names of my cats. They knew the name of dead relatives. They, they got all this information. They were accurate. So even though I was really resistant to what they were telling me about myself, I, I had to pay attention and take notice. So when they said thou shalt get thee to meditation and learn it, I was like, okay, great. (laughs) So I, and I did something slightly different. I just went and looked at a meta. They wanted me to do more Buddhist meditation, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And that's something I would say to anyone who's interested in meditation. For me, I had tried to, at that time, dabbled a little bit into meditations, but I found them way too hard. Couldn't quiet my mind didn't understand what that meant. I can't sit still for very long. And so I found a metaphysical shop called Crystal Dove here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they had a Saturday night singing bowl meditation. So there were these huge, gigantic crystal bowls that they would play. And I loved it. I loved it from the first time I went in there because the actual sound of the crystal bowls, the vibrations shook Mm. my whole body and it stopped me from thinking. And not for long periods of time, but that was one of the few times where when the person playing the bowls, my mind would just kind of go blank for a second. And then the more I did it, it would get blank a little longer. And then this moment came where one day I was at my job and someone was talking to me and I was hearing them. There was nothing else happening in my mind. And I went, oh, wow, this is interesting where all the chatter had just stopped. There was no narrator. There was no other stuff. I could just hear this other person. 
Wow. So totally present to what that person was saying. Absolutely. And now I do, uh, I didn't stick with that. I, I love those types of meditations, but my, I'm so finicky, different meditations resonate to me at different times. So now I'm into chanting types of meditations, but God bless YouTube. If anyone's really trying to meditate, there are so many different styles, so many different ways. If you're not feeling transcendental or you're not feeling chanting, there's no excuse. Like just Google different types of meditations and you will find one that you resonate with. And I, I find that the first thing that people will tell me when I talk about meditation, like especially around someone who is more linear thinking, like a lawyer or, or someone, uh, who has a, you know, an intense job. Right. Um, or even not that I, I just think that the first thing I hear is I can't get myself to quiet my mind. Right. I don't do that because I can't stop thinking. And one thing that, you know, I encourage anyone who's listening to this, who, who doesn't meditate, um, understands is that you do not have to shut your mind down. It's, um, for me, what has helped is just sitting still. And that takes time. Like you just start at five minutes or three minutes and you work your way up and I watch my thoughts. So they don't stop, you know, it's our brains, they can't stop. That's, they were made to work like they do. And to just watch them and just say, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. My mind came up with that thought. That is Um, goals. That is so true. If you can get to a place where you're not judging the thoughts or participating, just watching them. And then that helps go into a deeper meditative state. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I know that that's, you know, could be a reach for people who aren't in that world, but I can say that when I started doing it consistently, and I've only started doing it consistently relatively recently, I have noticed a big difference in my attitude, my outlook, just everything. Yes. So have you, have you noticed an, a, a change in how you are in the world? Yeah, it changed my, it sounds cheesy. You're going to hear me say this a lot, a lot, because <laughs> so many things changed my life, but it really did. At the time when I was this in my accounting job and trying to, I didn't like where I was. I felt trapped, even though I was making a lot of money, more money than my parents combined, had Mm -hmm. a nice car, got myself a house. I did all the things I was supposed to do. And every time I got unhappy or I could feel the burden of, I feel like I'm a hamster in a wheel, like I'm trapped, people would say, you should just be grateful because Especially Ah, as an um, (laughs) African-American, our gold standard and my family, uh, half of my family, they were middle class and the other half, they were, they lived in poverty. And so the mantra from both sides of my family was, you want to get a job. And if it was, if you got a job with health benefits, oh my God, Dina, Mm. gold standard. Like that's what we, that's what we aspire to. Oh, you get holidays? What? Exactly. Like weekends (laughs) off, huh? What? Like that is like being a celebrity. That's A-list celebrity talk right there. It's I remember when I went to a poor neighbor, um, when I went to go visit my mom and her poor neighborhood and people would, I had a Saturn, like a, it was like a $3,000 car, but the, the way that certain people looked at me like, Oh my God, you're a girl and you have your own car. It was just wow. a Saturn, but, and it wasn't even like a fancy one. It was one of the low end <laughs> ones, but the way I was treated, it was like, I was driving a Maybach or something or wow. like, like a Tesla by today's mm. equivalence. And, and that always, that still has 
stuck with me, just people's views and perceptions of how we set these low bars for ourselves, like just a job with benefits and that's the life. No one understood when I, when I said, I felt like I'm trapped and I'm stuck and meditation really just helped me not only quiet those voices in my own mind, but it's almost like sometimes the voices in our minds are not our own. Like we're hearing other Mm. people from our past, the, the shoulds, the shoulds in the woods, like you should do this and you would be happy. Like that's the chatter. That's the stuff. And all that stuff went away and I could finally hear and listen to and start trusting. This is what I want to do. This is what matters to me. Whereas before I was always in this loop of what everybody else thought and what life should be like, as opposed to deciding what I wanted my life to be like, if that oh, makes sense. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I'm just nodding my head the whole time I'm listening to you. Uh, so when you were, if this is a transformation, I mean, I, I mean, we're talking about, you know, meditation, which can seem fairly simple, you know, but we you know what you're describing is a transformation. Yes. And a lot of times the people around us, you know, like our friends and, and people who mean well and care about us don't understand what we're going through. Did you feel any pushback from the people around you when you were, you know, discovering this side of you? I kind of got pushed back ahead of time. So I went into this really negative place where I was really mad at the world and felt betrayed by the world because I had been this good little girl got this, this, the straight A's or near straight A's, got the full ride scholarship, got the great job. And yet I'm still miserable. And so I went, I turned into a miss complainer and my friends were pretty much like, yeah, we don't want to be around you. Cause they were really, I had really <laughs> great friends, but it was, it just became a whole big deal where I was that toxic people say energy vampires. And it wasn't that I was trying to do it on purpose, but I was one of those toxic gross people. And at the same time, I was a people pleaser. So I was there and tried to be there for my friends, but I was super resentful about it because I always Mm. felt like I'm always the one who has to do everything for everyone else. And when I need someone, like they just ghost me and disappear. And I didn't understand how I was creating that reality or contributing to it. And then when I, I was trying to figure out my path and saying, this doesn't feel right to me, they just didn't they didn't get it because it just sounded like more complaining. (laughs) It's it's what I always did. You know, uh, when I really did the meditation and started to move through and get clear, my questions changed and I started hanging around more woo woo people and people who kind of got it and who did meditation. And I didn't fit in with them either because my accounting background, I, I grew up in a very practical world. I have an analytical mind, some of the things that they would say and tell me and how they described spirit and what intuition was and about destiny and what you could have and achieve, it just didn't sit right or ring true. And I, I questioned everything. So I would question and I would say, I'm trying to do this. How do you, how do we get there? How do we do that? And it would be like a deer in the headlights look that they would give me. And I would hear all these weird platitudes, but I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. How is this Mm. really helping people? And even when I, I'd say I experienced that the most when I broke down and I said, okay, yeah, I I'm psychic, super intuitive. Let's do it. So by day accountant, by night, I'm giving readings to people and I'm still on my twenties and people are asking me intense questions. Like, should I leave my husband? And I'm like, I don't know. Like it, it was really crazy to me that 
people were coming to me with issues like, am I going to be successful? Am I going to write this book? Am I going to get married? And I would tune in and I could get downloads of information and I was highly accurate. So very much in the way that when my first reading experience that I had, I was really good at understanding what was going on in a person's life. They didn't have to tell me anything. And then they would ask questions and I would say, oh yeah, this is what I'm seeing or feeling for you. Okay. We got to stop because I don't know what a reading is. Okay. So a reading is a person would come think uh, I could do both. So, um, I was a, I'm a psychic medium. I am officially a psychic medium and I'll switch back to the word intuitive, but I'll explain what that means. So what I was taught that psychic mediumship was, was you do two things. You either connect with a person who has died and you, uh, you give information describing evidential mediumship. So I would describe the person that was in spirit in the spirit world to a living client. And then the client would validate what I was saying. And then I would relay messages from the other side to the client. That's what people consider mediumship, which is very powerful because many of my clients would actually feel it wasn't just about hearing words. They would start feeling their loved ones connecting with them. I had so many clients tell me that the other thing that I could do the psychic part of psychic mediumship which to me is still mediumship, is I could get downloads of information for people. So more predictive, which is what people think psychic ability is. And it it kind of is, but it's not the whole thing. Meaning, so people would ask me a question like, can I get married? And I would, I call it tuning in. And I would ask a question, am I going to get married? I ask the question to spirit. When I say spirit, I mean the highest healing, the highest and the best. What I came to realize, side note, is who I was talking to was actually my clients, like the spirit of my clients, which I'll, I'll talk about a little oh, later. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like people are always like spirit guides and angels, all that. Sure. I believe it all. It's great. It's wonderful. But you more than anyone else know the path to take. And I, and so I would do these readings for folks. So they would say, uh, should I leave? And that's like a weird question. And I I would just tune in to something and then I would get an answer. How I receive information is through a feeling. I feel things and I know things. And then that translates into images and sounds. And uh, which I'll I'll talk a little bit about later, which is in the way that I receive information. It's why I never thought that I was intuitive because I'm not seeing things. I just feel them. And then I knew there's just a knowing. I don't know how I know. It seems almost like I make it up, but then people would be like, Oh my God, that's, that's so right. Yet. So I'm doing these readings that are mostly predictive in nature and some mediumship with, uh, talking to people who crossed over in the spirit world, which is super powerful. And I hated it. I hated every minute, not, not the mediumship part with the dead folks, but telling people what they could or could not have because Ah. I could literally feel people giving me their power. And because I was so accurate and things that they knew, if they said, am I going to publish this book? And I didn't see it or I didn't get any information. And I said, well, I'm not getting anything. They're devastated. And it didn't feel right to me. So this is where I kind of, when you're talking about where there are differences or people kind of didn't get it as I was moving through, I would talk to other psychics and other mediums and go, I don't like this. Like this doesn't make sense. And they would say, Hey, your job is just to give the information and you can't help if people don't like what you're saying and yada, yada. And I, no disrespect by the way, to anyone who can do predictive readings. It just wasn't for me. And then I had this experience where I was talking with a client and her question to me was, am I going to marry my boyfriend? 
and I saw yes and I saw no. And then I freaked out because this woman has paid me money and I'm about to say, well, maybe, maybe you will, <laughs> maybe you won't, whatevs. And uh, as I went deeper into the energy and understanding of why I was getting those answers, what popped into my mind was most likely not based on where her energy and by energy, I mean her mindset, her decisions, the choices that she had made up so far up to this point. But then I very clearly saw, oh, but she could get the result that she wanted if she worked on the mindset, took the different actions. It wasn't anything crazy like trick your man or he's going to madly fall in love with you or spell work. It was all about you take responsibility for your happiness. That was a game changer and it changed everything and how I worked. Yes. Yes. So it was like I, I switched to what if that was true of everyone? What if I let go of a destiny for everything. And so when clients after that point came to me and said, Hey, Candace, am I going to be successful in my business? I switched the question to, well, do you want to be? And my client would be like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, do you want to be successful in your business? And if they said, well, yeah, because a lot of people don't own what they want. They don't feel like right. it's okay to say, yeah, I want to be a multi-billionaire. I want to strive. I want to be seen. Like a lot of people have shame about what they truly desire, especially business owners for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. And so then I would say, okay, great. So then I would ask the question, how do they get to this, this place? How do they do this instead of if they could have it? And every time I would get downloads of information with specific clear steps of how they could get there. So what that turned into is I attracted an entrepreneur who was a medical esthetician, not a woo-woo person. I would have uh, labeled them almost like, with affection, a muggle, like a total muggle, not into woo-woo intuitive stuff. Uh, And she came to me. So by the time an entrepreneur would get to me, you know, it's like rock bottom crisis. Like you're like seeing a psychic <laughs> for business advice. I, yeah, I think well. that's, that's, I think what most people would think is like, Hmm, that's not usually where you think logically you go. Right. Right. So like it, exactly like she, like, it's not good by the time they get to me. And so when she met with me, sure enough, she's about to shut down her business. She's so frustrated. She feels passionate. Like she's cold to do the work, which is, uh, I see that, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs who no matter what the industry is, they do, it's a calling. Cause why else would we put ourselves through these hardships? If you didn't have to, you just, you just can't, there's something within you that rises up. And I feel like that's your spirit. That's your soul that says, I'm, I have to do this. And yet it was not successful. And so we just, what I'm telling you did the process of, well, how successful do you want to be? And then, all right, here's the steps to get you there. And so working with me, she was my first ever entrepreneur. She got her business super stabilized where she wasn't going to have to shut down. And she was super impressed. And then the weird thing that started happening is she got intuitive. This is what I didn't understand when I first started years ago. And it's, it's beautiful now because now I get it and I can help people is it, it wasn't for me to keep doing, I started off more the predictive route of, Hey, here's the how, but as I worked with her, she was getting the how, and it was like, that showed me everybody is intuitive. It's not just special to certain types of people. Everyone is already getting their information and we would meet. And I would say, this is the information I'm getting the very next step to take. And she would be like, Oh yeah, that had popped into my head three weeks ago. And I'm like, well, why didn't you do it? And she was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You know? And I started noticing not just with her, but this pattern. And, uh, what was cool is after we worked together, and this is something I'm very proud of is 
when clients work with me, like they graduate, they don't have to see me forever and ever or work mm-hmm. with me for years. Like she left cause she got what she needed and then explored more of her intuition and, and really learned what she was doing and then went from almost shutting down her business to being featured in Vogue magazine on E news, wow. Marie Claire, like all these things, getting celebrity clients, getting invited. It was the real deal. And she expanded to New York from Albuquerque and other states. And so she referred me to all of her entrepreneur friends, like high-end people. And that was the real start of my business. And with them, same thing. All these people, again, she didn't know at the time, woo-woo people. They had a a mild interest in spirituality. They have to have some interest in spirituality to work with me. And I called myself intuitive coach rather than psychic to really put their minds at ease. And it was the same thing. When I would work with these people, there was always a path to success. And that was different. But for most of them, it meant better reach, more clients, more money, not because they're greedy, but because they really felt called to show up in the world and do great things for people. And every time I'm meeting with the clients and I would say, hey, this is the guidance that I'm getting, they would go, wow, that's what I knew to do. I had a dream about that. That popped into my mind. I was just talking about that yesterday. Why didn't you do it? I don't know. And so then my focus (laughs) became very clearly, I need to teach people, here's how to understand your intuition. Because we get all these signals, we get all this information, and people were getting confused about, well, what's my intuition versus my subconscious limiting beliefs or my imaginations, another way to say it. How do I know what my real intuitive voice? And then there are all these articles about, you just got to trust your gut. And I'm an analytical person and not everybody gets a gut feeling. And so saying stuff like that, you have these people trying really hard to feel something and it might not present that way to them. That might not be the loudest way that their intuition speaks. And then that's very passive. You're still reactionary. Like you're responding to something instead of actively engaging intuition to get what you want. And so I became very passionate about showing people how to do that upfront. So you're not reacting to a problem. You're creating your path and minimizing all the stuff that can tank or sabotage your business. Talking about this now, are you ready to get into the nitty gritty on how everybody can get more connected with their intuitive side? Absolutely. I live for this. This is so cool. (laughs) I live for the woo-woo. And I I like to think of myself as a person who has results-based woo-woo. So as I, and I'm just saying this because I know it might be triggering some of the things I'm talking about and people are like, what? But my clients have done things, and I'm not exaggerating even a little bit, where they go from making no money in their side gig to doubling their income that they made in their day job to the point where they left that day job and then pursued their passion full time. Those and are some results. Yeah, in a very short amount of time. I think that was about seven weeks, that one. And then it is shutting down your business, and now you've expanded, and now you're on E! News and all these freaking magazines. Like Those are true in the world, real-life stories with people who... Uh, and I'm, I work with so many people who are not woo-woo. And uh, to me, that's not a derogatory term. I love it. But mm-hmm. meaning people who aren't psychics, who aren't mediums. I work with regular, uh, I don't mean regular like bad, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, you know, like there are people very grounded in the world. I work with a lot of high-end clients and uh, people who are, I work with a lot of creatives as well. So screenwriters and producers as well. And 
one thing that they all have in common. So for your listeners, as we go through these steps, and I want to clarify what intuition is, uh, what, when we use it for ourselves, when we actively use our intuition. So I believe that everyone came to earth with a purpose, something that you came to experience and you told your human. So this is the soul part of you. You told your human, Hey, I, I want to experience this in this lifetime. And that's what people say, well, what's my purpose, whether it's a life purpose or a soul purpose. And the easiest answer to what's my life purpose or soul, soul purpose is what's the thing that you really want to do. The thing that you've always thought about, the thing that you've always wanted to achieve, that's what you're meant to achieve. It's just that simple. And so that being said, you did not come here to fail. You are, you have the blueprint, you have the GPS, you have the map to create or experience whatever it is that you want to desire in the fastest way possible, the easiest route possible. And there are some hiccups along the way, which I'll talk about a little later because just because you're super intuitive and following your intuition doesn't mean that you're not going to have hardships. Some you have to go through a hardship to get the foundation that you need or get the learning that you need to create the reality or the experience that you want to create. So intuition is the language of the soul. Intuition is the way that your soul can tell you, hey, there's a shortcut to getting a million dollars over here. So break away from what everyone else is doing and just go do this. Uh Uh-huh. Intuition is the fast lane. And if you ignore your intuition, you still have a chance of getting there. So you're never off path. You will still get there probably if you don't die first. That can happen. But (laughs) if you ignore your intuition, you're just doing it slow. So you're always moving in the direction of what you want to experience. Intuition is the fast lane. And what's, what people get tripped up about with intuition is everybody is already getting intuitive guidance all the freaking time. But because of what intuition is like, people don't believe that it's intuition because it doesn't make sense. You can receive intuitive guidance regardless of if you've had trauma, if you are angry, if you are grieving, if you haven't cleared all of your subconscious limiting beliefs, it doesn't matter. Your intuition is a direct pipeline from your soul to your human. And the way that that translates in your human body is different for every person. So just to go a little bit into what do I mean when I say it translates, a lot of people, especially if you're really in your head, one of the easiest ways to understand your information, your intuition is to pay attention to your physical body. So not like an esoteric woo-woo feeling, literally what's going on in your physical body. And you have to be present for that, which is what you're saying. Meditation really helps a person get present. And so what I mean by this is, and intuition works with your experiences. And this is so great. So let's say that uh, as I have, and I'm sure every other business owner has, if you made a bad investment and lost thousands of dollars, There was probably a physical feeling that you had the minute that you agreed to do that investment, the minute that you agreed to work with that coach who is worthless or um, that's a judgment, but that's, I don't care. It's how it feels, right? (laughs) Or the minute you bought that program that was total garbage nonsense, there was a physical feeling that you received in the minute when you purchased that item, bought that product, bought that service. Or the moment that you decided to go on a date with that guy. Exactly. The minute that you saw the guy's name, that you heard it, there was a physical feeling that showed up somewhere in your body. It might not have felt like a gut feeling. Most people tell me, 
I got this weird sensation and it's different. So my one friend, when something great's about to happen and she's going to come into money, her palm itches. If my palm itches, I've got poison ivy, right? Like it doesn't make (laughs) any sense. It's completely different. So for me, I do get a weird, uh, tugging sensation. It feels like there's a piece of string in my stomach and someone's tugging on it when I'm with a person who is toxic to me. So they might seem really nice Mm. and sweet on the surface, but if there's, there's something not right there, I get a very distinct, it feels like there's a string in my stomach and someone's trying to pull on it. Oh my God. I like, I've totally been there with this because, and I've told my, my friends this, this, there are two people in my life who are two of my best friends. And the moment I saw them before I talked to them, had an interaction with them, anything, I got a warm feeling over me and I was just instantly comfortable. Yes. And so that will repeat every time you meet a person who's in the highest and the best for you like that, you're always going to get that feeling. It's like, that's the great thing about intuition. It's consistent. So for people who feel like, oh, every horrible thing happens to me, well, pay attention. That's great. Cause if bad stuff is happening to you, your intuition is training your, your human, what signals to look out for. Mm. And again, it's, it's fleeting. It, this is the thing too. People look for an impactful, deep gut reaction. Might not be a gut reaction, might be a feeling on the back of your neck. I get back of my neck. So if I get afraid with things, I will feel it on the back of my neck, some tingles. And that means this is a really good opportunity. It's just outside of your comfort zone versus mm. if I feel fear and it's in the pit of my stomach and I feel that string, that means danger. But I only know that because I've been paying attention to what's happening in my body right at the time. The more that you pay attention to what's happening in your physical body, the more nuanced you will receive. So it might be uncomfortable because the person in front of you is a liar, might be uncomfortable because this is the love of your life. You're just not, you're, you're just afraid because of your subconscious limiting beliefs. So this is where you don't even, when people say, oh, you have to like, get vibrationally aligned if you're following the law of attraction. I kind of don't believe that anymore because your intuition can bring you the resources, the situations, and the people that you need and will tell you in the moment. Them's fighting words because I know those law of attraction people, they're going to hear that and just flip their lid. Hey, bring it on. I mean, explain to me, (laughs) but it's true. If If it was true that you had to be vibrationally aligned in order to get stuff, uh, that wouldn't even like, how did I become an entrepreneur? I was not vibrationally aligned with anything. I just kind of fell into it and was successful very fast. And I know for a fact, I was not vibrationally aligned. I was still a people pleaser. I was still trying to do things that I didn't want. And yet super successful. How did that happen? You know, like it it just doesn't make sense. Or how do Mm -hmm. jerks become multimillionaires when they're totally closed off from who they are? Like, I think there's this, this gap and there's also this implication that, When bad things happen, it's because you're not aligned when sometimes that stressful job that I was at with the government, see, I wasn't, it wasn't because I was not vibrationally aligned that those things were happening. I learned so much from my staff and the things that they went through. I got a lifetime of experience in about four or five years when I was working for my government agency that would have taken me 20 years to get if I had lived through those experiences on my own, because I was dealing with people who had real problems with family, with spouses, custody, divorces, sicknesses, illnesses, all that stuff went on. And I was, and I I had to witness it and engage with people who were going through real crisis. 
all at the same time. And they hated each other and hated me. So I also got to see how human perception worked and how changing your Mm. mindset really did affect your results. Four-year hardcore training as opposed to having to do that in my own personal life. And, and, And that's where I feel like people hear, oh, I'm not vibrationally aligned. I have to think positive. And then you're even more hard on yourself. Like, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. And and then that just puts you, it puts more stress. I'm oh, finding yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, bring it on the, the people who don't agree with my assessment. <laughs> I'm vibrationally aligned. That's okay. Because most of the clients I work with are also not vibrationally alive, aligned when they get to me, but yet they still got to me. So how does that happen? If you're not vibrationally aligned, how do they attract in the person that can help them move to the next level? There's it's too, our responses for why things happen, positive and negative, it just, it's too simplistic. And I feel like it really can put people in a terrible space of feeling like they're not good enough. They're not ready. They have to do all this work. And it's like, that's not true. Everybody is good enough right now to start achieving and getting what you want. Probably what most people need is just the right type of coach, the right type of support to help them get to the next level. Yes. Okay. So the first thing for people to understand to, to get in touch with the intuitive side of themselves we've talked about is get in your body, understand those, you know, one-off feelings, two-off feelings, um, that just kind of trigger your brain. Um, is that kind of how you would describe that? Yeah. And you might even, this is going to sound corny and nerdy, but no excuses. We all have smartphones. No one's going to see what you're doing, but it's to create a literal intuitive dictionary Because in the beginning, you might have an experience with someone and you're going, wow, I feel a weird sensation here on my arm. Don't know what that's about. And then you find out later, oh, this person was lying to me. Well, Mm. capture that. Like I I talked to this person and then this is the sensation that I felt. And then when you understand the meaning later, every time a liar comes across your presence, you're always going to get that same feeling on your arm. So to create a dictionary of intuitive understanding, like understand the language of your own intuition. And this is where the gut feeling thing comes up because feeling is one of the primary ways that people get information in the physical body. But sometimes you might see an image in your mind. So a smiley face might pop up into your mind. You might not get a feeling at all when you're talking with someone. And that seems pretty self-explanatory. If you're talking to someone and you see a smiley face in your head, it's probably good. But maybe it's not. Maybe you're one of those weird people where it's the opposite because a smiley face was associated with a traumatic event. Some Mm. things might be clear. Other things won't be. But it's to build the language right now and start noticing what are you aware of in the moment when you're interacting with people. Second thing that's, uh, so first thing I would say is build in a practice that helps you be more mindful and allows you to be present, whether that's meditation, yoga. Uh, and I like, I'm a big advocate of if you don't know how to meditate or you're feeling super stressed and can't find the time, meditate on the toilet. So in those few moments or seconds when you're on the toilet or at the funeral or whatever, like you're committed, probably no one's talking to you. Uh, that's hope. I those, mean, it, it happens. It, it does happens, happen. Right. Yeah. Like it's to, for the most part, I understand, especially <laughs> if you have kids, like good luck, but still when you're committed and on the toilet, use that time to just take some deep breaths. That's it. Just breathe and feel what's going on in your body, your emotions. That's a great mindful te- mindfulness technique and can get you started. So second step is build your language, your intuitive language and start noticing how that information is presenting for you. And third thing is believe it. And we're going to, this one's going to repeat 
believe it. So where people get tripped up on intuition is you will very clearly get more guidance than you, you think. Uh, emotional signs of stuff when I'm talking about feelings. If someone's talking to you and you find yourself getting irritated, that's usually a sign that someone is crossing a boundary. Even if they seem sweet and they seem nice and it might not be personal, it could be the thing that they are asking you to do or get involved in. It's going to be a time suck, not going to be a good fit. And so it's to believe it. So believe the information that you do understand the first time. So the problem, it's not a problem, but where people get messed up with intuition. Intuition is normally not emotional. It it isn't, but your emotions are hardwired to your human, your human mind, which is the home of your subconscious limiting beliefs, which want to keep you stuck, which want to keep you broke, which want to keep you without love because it's trying to protect you. So it's the fear part of our ego or the painful part of our ego. So what happens is you get a moment of irritation or annoyance and you're like, I don't want to deal with this person. And then some deeper in you that understands because the the subconscious limiting beliefs, you better believe, understand your intuition. So that part of you goes, oh, but that person's so nice and we need to just give them a chance and then blah, 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 because it understands when you get involved with this person, it's going to cost you a whole lot of money, a whole lot of time, and you're going to end up broken in the same space. Oh my gosh, this has happened to me. Like I know when I'm annoyed with that, there's, you know, a couple people, they could be super nice, but I feel annoyed. And then afterwards i kind of review, like, why am I feeling that way? And then I realize it's because something was going to happen that was not going to be good for me, a time suck or something like that. Right. And you recognize it, but so many people go, oh, I'm being mean. I just need to give the person a chance and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then 5,000, negative $5,000 later, you're like, dang it. Like I knew it. (laughs) I knew when my intuition told me the first time, it's like, yeah, you did. But because intuition told you in a softer voice or expression, the, um, there is no emotional feeling or the emotional feeling is very light. Most of the time, there is no emotion at all. You just get like a weird, it's that weird knowing of, ah, I don't feel like this is right for me. And then mm-hmm. something else inside you talks you into, no, whatever, or your unhelpful friends go, oh, just give this guy a chance. And you're like, oh, I just, I just don't want to. And then it blows up in your face later. So it's believe what your information is telling you. And then a really good tip that I love to give people is to ask the right kinds of questions and actively engage your intuition and questions to ask your intuition. And, And so you ask a question and then just see what pops up, what comes into your mind, what happens in your body, what comes into your awareness. Again, you're building the language of understanding. So the kinds of questions to ask are, um, I don't want to say they're dumb questions, but they're not helpful. So horrible (laughs) questions to ask are like, am I going to be okay? Is my business going to be okay? Because the answer is always going to be yes. Because in the grand scheme of things, like it's, it doesn't matter if you go bankrupt, you're still going to be okay. Like you're talking to your spirit. Spirit doesn't care what's happening in, in your human life. It sees beyond that. So a better question would be, wow, uh, what's the very next step for me to take right now to really keep it super clear, super focused? Like, what's the next step for me to take right now? And just backing up a little bit is back to mindfulness. If you're going to use questions, it's to get very clear on what's the experience you would like to have. 
So get very clear on you can, and I would engage all of the senses. So a mini meditation where you see what you want, you pretend like you're hearing, what are people saying to you in that vision of what you want? What are you touching? Who's with you? Really experience it viscerally, even if you have to use your imagination and then ask, what's the next step to get to here? Like what's the very next step for me to take? Well, let me, let me ask you this because a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, what? Um, but honestly, I'm trying to think of a nice practical example. So let's say you are experiencing this annoyance when you are interacting with a certain person. Yes. And then after you have that experience, you feel like, huh, something's off. Then is that when you would you know, ask yourself, or is that when you would get clear on what you want to feel like, Hey, I actually want to feel joy in this moment. I don't want to feel annoyed. Why do I feel annoyed? So what do I want to feel? What does that look like? And then do you ask yourself, like, what's the next step for me to take now? That's a great question. So if you're dealing with a person who has triggered you and you're still feeling like, I don't know if I should be around this person or work with this person, the best kind of question is what's going to happen if I say yes to this thing, whatever they're presenting to you, what's, what's going to happen if I keep hanging around this person, but if they presented you with an opportunity, what's going to happen if I say yes to this and then tune into immediately how you feel in your physical body, if anything has changed. And then I like asking what's going to happen if I say yes to this six months from now, kind of push it out a little bit Ah. and then, okay, what's going to happen a year from now if I say yes to this, because sometimes There might be something very valid where it might feel uncomfortable in your body immediately, but then a year from now it's gold and it's great. And that might be a yes or a sign of you're about to be pushed way outside of your comfort zone, but you need to do it anyway. So that would be the kind of question I would ask for a specific person. I would, I would ask the question usually at the start of my day or with my clients. Uh, I have them do this every time we meet where you're just looking for not that there's a person who has triggered you or walked into your life, but where you're looking for, well, what do I do in my business? So for people who you don't even have to be stuck, but, uh, another thing I, another thing you can do is even with your time, like what's the best way to, what's the project to start with first questions like that. And then just tune into what comes into your awareness. That's a great way to train your intuition. If you are triggered, this is going to be hard. Because if you're really emotionally triggered by something, so let's say your business isn't doing well or you're in the middle of some sort of crisis or you have to make a big decision and you're worried, then your brain is going to jump all over your intuitive guidance and your emotions, mm. again, are going to be louder. And when what you emotionally resonate to is usually pain. You don't usually emotionally resonate to your intuition unless you've done massive amounts of clearing within yourself. So if you don't have a good track record of getting lots of clients or getting lots of great deals, I would not trust your emotions as far as you can throw them. Your emotions aren't real. Your emotions are just trying to keep you stuck or in the same place. So the way to get around that to really start hearing and understanding your intuition is the question game again, but asking questions that don't matter that much to you. So you could ask, where's a great parking space when you pull into a parking lot? Like, show me a great parking space. 
and then pay attention to what presents and your awareness. Like you might suddenly have this pull where you want to go to the left side of the parking lot or to the right side of the parking lot. And then you can start going beyond that. So I like asking parking spaces. I like asking, uh, I play the food game. So when I'm at the grocery store, like what fruit is the best here? And just start paying attention and see what fruit you're drawn to and how you're drawn to it. What comes into your intuitive awareness. And again, it might not be a clear this one or that one, you might get something that's weird, but it will help you build your language and understanding of how to decipher what you're getting. So in those moments where you do need to make a snap decision, you will understand what your intuition is saying. You will have understood the language. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. So I have a parking genie. That's what I call her anyway. And so whenever I want a parking spot, I just kind of say parking genie engage. I'm just super silly about it. But no joke, I nine times out of 10 find a primo parking spot and my friends are just, they they just have no idea how I do it. And now I can realize it's my intuition. It totally is. It's your connection with spirit. And then you've linked up with your soul in the universe who wants to give you the experience that you're looking for. So now you can just create a business genie. Like, hey, all right, I need need some, like, I'm being totally serious now that you have built up that understanding. Like, all right, great. So uh, business genie or your client genie that brings you more clients or more leads or whatever, or like um, the win this case genie. <laughs> oh, I am doing this. This sounds awesome. <laughs> but but very seriously. Okay, great. It's like, it's like, all right, show me what I need to do. What kind of information do I need to hear? What do I talk about? I'm probably a person like you, and this is what happens to people with, it's called claircognizance, where you just know this knowing just comes out of you. And you're like, whoa, or you find yourself saying things to a person and they burst into tears. I'm like, oh my oh God, my I needed to hear that. And you're yeah. like, I just was talking. I don't even know where that came from. That's spirit. That's the power of spirit and your intuition moving through you to reach someone else, which is also how we get intuitive guidance. Like if you're really not getting it, your intuition can affect other people. Like the energy of your spirit, because it wants you to succeed, will start tagging your friends and families to, or put you in the right place at the right time. When you see that commercial or you hear that radio show that motivates you to move to the next thing. And if we just paid attention to it and believed it rather than questioning, well, is this really for me? Is this the right answer? Why would spirit be talking to me personally? If we could just let go of the questions and just do what our intuition guides us to do, we would up level very quickly. Oh, that is so powerful, especially for, you know, as practical folk who, you know, think too much and tend to overanalyze everything that happens around us and to us, uh, that is super powerful to understand that, Hey, just let it go. You don't need to understand everything. Just go with it. Yeah. And even if you did understand everything, you still wouldn't do it. That's why you're into, (laughs) yeah. And so by the way, when I'm talking about, you say, okay, what's the very next step to take? And this is, I'm going to explain it. And it's going to seem silly, but it's true though. It's just an example of, let's say you are wanting to get more clients and more leads in your business. You've been doing all this work and you do the exercise of visualizing all these clients signing up with you and everyone's happy. You're hearing all the the accolades and the thank yous. And then you ask spirit, what's the very next step for me to take? You might get an image of the local mall that pops in your mind. What most people will do is go, my intuition's broken. It's not working. I'm not focused. What's <laughs> going what on I with think. the mall? What's, what's the mall mean? I, I don't understand. And then you get no other information. Whereas if you had just gone to the local mall, 
You don't know who you would have run into that might have turned into your ideal client or been the connection for you to get ideal clients. You have no idea. Someone might have seen you. It might have triggered something. You might have gotten a download of inspiration. That was the message. Spirit gives it to you step by step, especially if you're not really understanding or feeling your intuition. It's like they just got to give you a little bit at a time that you will understand. And then the more that you just start trusting and following your intuition, the more that you will get more information. But in the beginning, it really is, it's very short, very to the point, no emotions attached to it, which is why, again, people just think they're not paying attention. They disregard it. They don't trust it. And they feel like it's broken when it's like, no, silly human, you're just not understanding how easy it is. And that's enough information. You act on the information that you receive. You don't wait for all the pieces to drop in. The longer that you wait the less of an intuitive hit it becomes because intuition moves in the now. So if you wait two weeks to go to the mall, by the time you act on that information, whatever you would have received, it might be gone by the time you get there. Wow. This is mind blowing. I know. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy. It's so easy. It happens to everyone right now. Everyone is already intuitive, but who teaches you this stuff? Right. Like who teaches you how to break it down? Right. So, okay. So get in your body, create those mindfulness practices like meditation or maybe creating like a a intuitive dictionary on your phone and kind of recording some of those strange tingles, some things that you, you know, notice, but don't really understand the meaning of and can kind of put together the pieces later as you continue to experience those kinds of feelings. Um, you talked about believing, um, in what your intuition's telling you and not just ignoring it. Like you actually have to believe, Hey, this is working, listen to it and then get clear. Um, when you have those feelings that, that you recognize as some kind of intuitive, um, feeling something that's your body or, or your spirit is trying to tell you, then start asking the right questions. So, you said to, you know, ask, um, what you're feeling, um, what's the next step for me to take now? Um, what's going to happen if I say yes to this and and think about how you're going to feel now, six months from now, a year from now, did you have anything you wanted to add to, to what you've taught us so far about intuition and how to get in touch with your intuition? I just, again, what's popping in my, my mind to say is everyone is doing this. Everyone is already getting the information. And what if you have to treat it like an experiment, that might be easier than treating it like the truth. So just experiment. If I just did what, this, what, the, what popped into my head, what's going to happen? And not wait for evidence. So people Ooh. who are, are waiting for, well, I'm just going to wait for my intuition to be right before I trust it. It's never going to be super accurate for you. It's never going to get to the point where it's super clear if you're waiting for it to be accurate before you can trust it. You trust it first and then it gets accurate. So it feels a little bit cart before the horse. And it it can help if you're talking with other people who are kind of experimenting and playing around with it at the same time. There are so many different groups on Facebook now, if you really have an interest in this, where it's, it's a no brainer. There's no excuse. If this has piqued your curiosity, if you want to try it out, you can freaking do it. It's easy. You just have to, people usually look for a one night stand experience with intuition, like a tall, dark, handsome stranger 
It's like it's beautiful. It's romantic. I'm finding most people's intuitive experiences are super unsexy. It's the long-term committed relationship after the love. Not that it's died, right? Like there's this point where it's not romantic anymore, but the person's always there for you. You guys know all of your, your foibles inside and out. Like that's what using your intuition looks like. It's very subtle. It's not as super dramatic as it can be though, right? Like there were moments where it's super powerful. You're super dialed in, but the more that you listen to your intuition, the less energy that it takes for it to tell you something. So then it starts feeling unsexy where you're like, well, I used to get this super overwhelming sensation. And now it's just kind of like it brushed past, but you know exactly what it means. Your, your spirit doesn't have to use as much energy to get you to understand stuff, which is great because then you can point it toward manifesting exactly what you want. So it's just to believe that you're already doing it, recognize that it's going to be unsexy, find a support group or, or find other people that will keep you engaged and taking the time and committing to learning your intuitive language, how your intuition is speaking to you. Oh, Candace, you have been fabulous. This has been a real treat to get to talk to you about this. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to talk to me and to everybody who's listening about this, because it's just something that you can, it's already happening. So, Hey, why not take advantage of it? Absolutely. It's free. It's free. <laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't like free? <laughs> um, so where can listeners learn more about you and what you do? Uh, they can absolutely visit me at my website, CandaceThomasIntuitive.com. And I'm actually super active on Facebook. So my Facebook is Candace Thomas Intuitive is my business page. But you can also just uh, reach out to me on my personal page. I don't mind. I'm always chatting with people. It's fine. And uh, my personal page, I believe, because there's like a billion Candace Thomases, it's like mm -hmm. Candace.Thomas.908. And we'll link to all of this in the show notes. Okay, great. Okay. And then you had a special treat for listeners who want to explore more. Yes. Uh, so if there's time, I can lead them through an intuitive process. Should only take, uh, we'll do it really quick. So a few minutes. Okay, uh, let's do it. Okay, perfect. So I just want to say, if anyone is listening to this, Let's have some common sense <laughs> in addition to spirit sense. So meaning, please don't do this if you're driving or operating heavy machinery or if you need to be alert, you can come back and listen later because we're going to have you close your eyes and, and go into a light meditative process. So I just invite you whenever you're ready to close your eyes and begin taking deep breaths into your body. With every breath you take, really pulling the air into your stomach, feeling the lower part of your stomach expand with every breath, breathing out in whatever way is easy and comfortable for you. Perfect. And with every breath you take, just become very aware of how you feel in your physical body. And with your permission, with the power of your breath, you can breathe right into any tightness, any tiredness, any discomfort. Every breath you take, just bringing great, greater relaxation and peace and energy wherever it needs to go. And it's okay, whatever thoughts are coming to your awareness, 
See if you can get into the place where you're just observing your thoughts. And even see if you can start observing your emotions. What emotions are the strongest for you right now? Keeping in mind there might be more than one. And this might seem odd, but also see if you notice if your thoughts and emotions are attached to a specific part of your physical body or even around your body. Every breath you take just smooths out that emotional energy, smooths out the thinking mind. With your permission, just balancing all aspects of you right here, right now. And so just take a moment. And if there is a question that's been plaguing you or that you've been considering for a very long time, whether it's business or personal, if there is the one question or the one problem you can't seem to solve or would like more clarity around, just thinking about that question, that issue. And all we're going to do with your permission is surrender that to your spirit, your divine truth and understanding. Just imagine it going straight up out of your mind. And as we surrender that question to your divine spirit and you stay connected with how you feel, we're just going to ask your spirit to tell you what's in your highest and best interest to let go of right now. What will help you resolve this question or issue that you have by letting go? What do you need to let go of? Trust the very first impression that comes into your awareness. It might be a feeling. It might be a knowing, a memory, a vision, part of a song, a shape. That's okay. What's in your highest and best interest to let go of right now? Now we ask your soul, your spirit, what's in your highest and best interest to receive right now? What will help you get the clarity, the answer, the strength to resolve this issue? What's in your highest and best interest to receive? And moving this a little further, Who are the people? What are the programs? Or is there anything else that can help you receive this information or this support? Where do you go or who do you go to to receive this? Trusting your very first impression. Again, might be a feeling, a knowing, a phrase, a memory, a song, a movie, a color, a shape. It might even be a little fuzzy. That's okay. And lastly, we'll just ask, what's in your highest and best interest to know about this situation? 
What else do you need to understand? What's the word, the emotion, the phrase that would help you the most right now about the situation that's in your highest and best? So just take a few more deep breaths. And I understand there might be a lot of information flowing to some people. That's okay. You can always come back to this state. But just take a few deep breaths. And when you're ready, slowly and gently open your eyes. And what I would recommend is to write down or capture whatever came into your word awareness during that, that process or experience. And if there's anyone listening who you didn't feel like you received anything, that's okay too. Repeating that exercise can help you get to a place where eventually you will get something. Or many people tell me that they'll be in the shower later or washing dishes later, and then the answers just pop in at a moment where you're more clear, when your brain isn't super analytical, trying to shut down the guidance or information. That was wonderful. Thank you very much, Candice. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Wow. Didn't she blow your mind? It's amazing that we're using our intuition all the time and we don't even realize it. She really opened my eyes to some things and I really resonated with a lot of what she had to say. I'm really curious to know what you think about what she had to say today. I would love it if you would come and tell me on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soul roadmap. That's where all the conversation happens. So if you want to talk about anything that you heard today, that's where to go. That's also where you're going to hear more about how you can join in on the giveaways that are happening May 31st to June 6th. So be sure to go there. All the links that we talked about are going to be mentioned in the show notes. The show notes are at dinacataldo.com forward slash episode three. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.